go ahead and turn to uh, the book of James. James chapter 1. I mean, we're going to talk about trials today. And not Judge Joe Brown, not Judge Judy. The trials, we, hopefully nobody here is dealing with any of those kind of trials. Judge Joe Brown, Judge, you know. But if you do, there's, there's mercy, amen. But no, we're just going, we're going to talk about trials today. And, and just something that as I was reading the Word uh, not too long ago, it was impressed on me to get it down and the next available opportunity to minister it. Um, so it's in uh, James chapter 1, and we're going to start in verse number 2. And it says, My brother, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. So the first, first thing we read there is a command, that you are to count it all joy when you fall into diverse uh, temptations. It says temptations. I looked up the word. Uh, it's actually uh, tribulations, uh, which is a trial, basically, is what that uh, Greek word means. If you go to John 16 and verse 33, John 16, amen. All right, I'm assuming everybody's there. So it says, in, uh, this is Jesus talking. Uh, it's, These things that I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So when I was looking at that first uh, in, in James, when it talks about counting it all joy when you fall into a trial, I, it just was curious to me. I was wondering what he meant by that. And then you read on, you see that, that there's something about a trial that is beneficial, that is a benefit to the believer. Amen. And uh, that was basically what started this, is that what is it that, the way we look at trials, does it affect our end result when it comes to coming out of that trial? Amen. Can we look at it a different way? Amen. So uh, I wanted to start just with the first point that no matter what you do, and Jesus said it here in in John 16, no matter what you do in the world, you're going to have some trials. You're going to have tribulations. And everybody knows that. We can get a show of hands. Everybody's had those, amen. And uh, that word tribulation, it means to crush, to compress, to squeeze, and to press, which none of those sound very pleasant if you're the one getting squeezed, amen, or crushed, amen. But Jesus, like I said, he was very clear that when you're on the earth, you're going to have trials and tribulations, amen. So we just need to learn to live with it. We need to learn to accept that. It's just like how you learn to accept that you've got to take a shower if you want to smell good. You know, you may not always want to jump in the shower and take a shower and take the time to do it, but you do it because the end result is worth doing it. Amen. Can I get amen? Amen. We've got a clean church. Amen. So examples of tribulation uh, is anything, like, like I said with that definition, anything that's trying to crush you, anything that's trying to compress you, anything that's trying to put pressure on you. And the, the, the enemy's ultimate goal is that he wants to crush you. He wants to minimize you. He wants to make you small. Right. 
as small as he can make you. Amen. And if we let him, he can. So some examples are if you get an unexpected bill, uh, you get some symptoms in your body. That can be a trial, a tribulation you've got to walk through. Any kind of relationship issues. Somebody, you know, has something going on, they need deliverance. That's something you've got you to walk through and deal with. But anything that puts pressure on you. Uh, so we had at our house, me and Sarah, we had a, recently a, a plumbing issue where every time we would flush the toilet or use the shower or whatever, you just hear a gurgle in the drain down low. And anytime you hear something, I'm learning as a homeowner, anytime you hear something like that, you're just like, oh, here we go. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I've had just some, a water pipe in the past have a little pinhole in it, and I just heard inside my house when I'm walking around, I just hear down below the floorboard, and I found out that it was a pinhole leak in a pipe. And ever since that, anytime anything happens, and Sarah can tell you, anytime you hear anything at the house, what is that? What is that? You hear that? Is that water under the floorboard? What is that? Is that a hiss noise? All the time. Amen. So I'm getting better. But uh, we had a, a plumbing issue at the house where it was gurgling like that. And so I thought, okay, oh, brother, we'll put some Ridex down there. We'll see what we can do to, to take care of it ourselves. Well, that didn't work. So we called a plumber out, uh, or a septic guy. And he came out and looked at the issue. And uh, he got to digging in the back. And eventually they found the pipe that was just coming right out of the house. And there was a root wad in that pipe. It had grown into it. It was an older pipe. So they pulled it out, and it was clear, and I thought, oh, thank goodness, it's clear. Good. And uh, they tell me, they say, yeah, this pipe in the ground here, it, it's an older house, so it's from, you know, a long time ago. It's called Orangeburg, but it's real brittle. He just took his hand down there and just pinched off a piece of this metal, and it just came right off. Of course, it's got a hole in the top of it, which, you know, is not good for any kind of line under the ground. So uh, I was... Basically, what they were telling me was, it was at the back of the house. They were saying, you're going to have to replace this with PVC if you want this to work right for, for a long time. And that would mean, in my mind at the time, having to trench out 100, 150 feet around the house to the sewer line in order to hook that up. And so when they said that, you know, my mind was just kind of going, oh, no, this is the last thing I wanted to hear. About. Because you're looking at, once you start trenching with a plumber, you're looking at thousands of dollars of work that you're, you know, thinking about. So I was just sitting there thinking, oh, Lord, well, you know, you've got to help me with this, Father. I have a supply, amen. But my mind was still thinking, oh, how are you going to do this? How are you going to do that? But uh, eventually the city came out because they were going to check on it for me and just see where the, if it was attached to the sewer, because their thought was that it was going to a septic tank was the idea, and I thought it was on sewer. So their thought was it was going to a septic tank. Well, they went out there and did their little probing, and they found... Uh, a piece of PVC that was connected to that. And it was only about two foot away from where that break was from the house. So I went from thousands of dollars of repair to, you know, two or three hundred bucks, something like that. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be. I haven't got the bill yet, but it's fixed. <laughs> Amen. But much less than what it was going to be. And I'm telling you, I was tempted to, you know, be dishonorable at that moment. Just in my mind, I was tempted to, to not be too happy. But uh, I feel like with trials, and, and you can just take this as what, you, uh, what you've experienced, but most times when you get in one, it's really easy to panic and to freak out and to think about how you're going to get through it. But uh, most times, in my experience, it's not as bad as it seems. That voice in your head telling you how horrible it is, it's the devil, he's a liar, amen? 
And it may be something you've got to deal with, but it's not as bad as that voice in your head is telling you it is. Amen. So that's one thing to, to consider when you're coming into a trial. Just gather yourself. Amen. Get yourself together. Get quiet. And it'll show your maturity when you're in that situation where you're at. Whether you come apart, you have a high speed come apart, or you get before God and you talk to Him about it. Amen? Because it's tough to get quiet when your mind is raging. That's the worst time to try to get quiet. Amen? But uh, just work on how you think about it. And another thing to think about with the trial, just when it comes, don't beat yourself up because it doesn't necessarily mean you've done something wrong. Right. If something comes against you. That plumbing issue... I don't, I don't know of anything that the Lord didn't deal with me about anything. It's just a house that had a pipe that needed to be fixed. It's just the world we're living in. Amen. It's a fallen world. But uh, if you look at, like the disciples, when they healed that lame man at the gate, beautiful, going into the temple. I, I was reading that the other day, and I realized that when they healed him, there was a whole other strand of things they had to deal with after that because they healed that guy. They got arrested. They had to go in front of the uh, judges there and have to confess what they did and and they were telling them that they, were, they couldn't speak the name of Jesus anymore. So they had to deal with something because of that. But they did the right thing. Amen. Amen. So don't just jump in there on yourself and say, oh, I'm living in this, and i got this going on, and i got this habit, and the Lord's punishing me. Amen. Don't, don't be thinking like that. But at the same time, it could be you've got something like that going on. So just get before God and talk about that. Amen. But ultimately, and this is what I try to do, try to do whenever something like that comes is that it's okay to be frustrated with something. It's okay to be angry. God, in the Old Testament, he is described as angry. So anger in itself is not something that is evil or sinful, necessarily. There is a righteous indignation. There's a righteous anger. But you, it's okay to have an anger about that, to have a frustration about it, but you want to put that on the right person, on the right one that's bringing that. Because even that pipe, it wasn't the devil that got in there and broke that pipe open. But this world we're living in is his fault. And so he's the one that did it, ultimately. So if you're going to be angry at somebody, be angry at him. Amen? For bringing that. For bringing that thing on you. If I come home and I've had a bad day, and my wife's at home and we sit down to have dinner, and I'm in a foul mood, and I'm taking that on her, that's, that's not right at all. She didn't do anything to deserve that. A lot of times when we're out in public and somebody will do something that's annoying or irritates me or puts me in a bad mood, and I'm with her, it just helps me to think, she didn't do anything wrong. I'm going to enjoy my time with her. Right. Who cares what this guy did? The greatest victory I can have over this knucklehead over here is I can enjoy the time with my wife. Amen. Amen. And that's how we're to, smart man. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how you're to look at something like that. Amen. A trial. When it comes, you cozy up next to God and you get mad at the one that did it. Amen. You get mad at the one that's responsible for it. And uh, I will say, too, this may be a, a bit of a hard word, but it could be that you're in a trial, you're under attack, because you're an easy target. Something that some people may not have considered. That if you're the low-hanging fruit, if you're the first banana away from the bunch, and you get peeled, it's like, okay, well, you were an easy target there in that situation. And... Uh, the Holy Spirit just spoke this to me when I had written that down, and he said that God will honor your, cho- your choice to be unprepared for a trial that comes. He'll honor that. So if you aren't doing the right things in the off-season, 
right. if you could you know, put it that way. If you're not doing the right things in the run-up to it, when you get in it, it's too late to start getting your sword out and start training. If the enemy's coming bearing down on you right then in the moment, you need to have done all that before. Amen? So don't make yourself an easy target. But that's the first point is that trials are going to come no matter what you do. You're going to have them, and you just need to learn to deal with them and how to deal with them. Amen? Another thing, my, my number two point, is that trials are not necessarily all bad. So it just starts with how we look at a trial. And in the moment, again, I know it's, and you may be dealing with something now and think, oh, he doesn't know what I'm going through. He, he's not seeing anything. But when you're in it, it's, it's tough, but just try to get this point of view. That it's not, a trial is not the devil just beating up on you with a hammer, just hitting you on the head like a whack-a-mole, like you might think. Amen. But it's him coming against you, and it's your opportunity to destroy him, to rise up and have a victory. Amen. Amen. With God's help, to have a victory in that situation, have a testimony. Amen. Help other people in the future with that same thing. It's an opportunity. It's not, a, it's not him just beating you up. Amen. 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 And you've got to ask yourself, how do you, when you get in something, how do you approach it? Yourself, you know, ask yourself that. Uh, I like to think of it like, if you ever see these prize fighters, especially like if you know who Conor McGregor is, a uh, boxer, yeah. the way they approach a fight, there's not ever, I think, a moment when they go into a fight and are more scared of losing than they are excited about winning, mm-hmm. about getting that victory, about getting that W. And so they're not going in thinking, oh, man, I'm about to get pounded into the ground by this guy. Oh, no. No, all they can see in their head is the flashing lights at the end and the belt on their shoulder. Amen. And we maybe need to learn something from these guys just in how they approach uh, a a fight. Amen. How they approach somebody coming against them. Because you see, especially some of those guys, I mean, the way they do their walk, I mean, you see them walking in and they just... They just have no shame. There's nothing, no bashfulness at all about them. They're just walking in there, get right in the other guy's face, bark in his face, whatever they can do to get inside his head. That's what they'll do. Amen. They're not backing down. Uh, if you go to 1 Corinthians 10, we'll get some scripture in here. 1 Corinthians 10 and verse number 13. And say amen when you get there. So you may say, well, you know, a boxer or whatever, they have weight classes. You know, the devil's coming against me, and it's something tough. It's something big he's coming against me with. It's like me fighting a 300-pound, 6'9 giant, you know, in a ring. Well, now, according to 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13, it says, There is no temptation, that's that same word for trial in James, exact same word, taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able but will with, it, with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Amen. Amen. So that to me says, no matter what's coming against me, I can kick its butt. Amen. No matter what's rising up on the horizon, I'm able, according to the word, according to what God said, Amen. that I'm able to overcome. Amen. Amen. And he's going to help me to overcome it. So you're not fighting the giant. He's in your same league. He's in your same weight class. Amen. Whatever it is coming against you is at least in your same weight class, maybe even below. Uh, Honestly, that'd probably be even below your weight class. So just look at it like that. Amen. Another thing about the prize fighters is they don't don't just enjoy the winning part. 
they want to humiliate their opponent. They want to hammer them into the ground, and then when they're in the ground, they want to kick them while they're down, and they just, they don't cease, they don't give up, they want to totally humiliate them. Why isn't that our view, going into a trial, when Satan's coming against us with something, and we say, you know what, I'm going to stand on the word, and when you get done with this, you're going to feel really silly for bringing this against me. Amen. 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 I mean, we got the God of the universe backing us up. Yes. Amen. 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 Uh, it's another thing I enjoy about our president. His whole life, you know, think what you want about politics. His whole life just seems to be a brawl. And he's just in there. And you can tell when he gets up in front of the, the uh, press, he just loves the fight. He, it just fuels him. I think it wears a lot of people out. But for him, when he gets up there, he can just go and go and go and go and go and just fight and fight and fight and fight. And it just fuels him up. He's just like a fusion reactor. He just never stops. He just keeps going and going. And that's how we should be. And when you get into these fights and you know how to fight, you start to enjoy it. Amen. Now, I'm not talking physical fights. But when you get in a trial, when you know how to fight the fight of faith, you start to enjoy it when something comes. You're like, oh, okay, another, uh, another opportunity, another victim. Great. <laughs> Another victim for me to put on my uh, mantle. Awesome. But yeah, if you fight enough, you, uh, you get good at it. Amen? And I will say this, too, when it comes to trials. Don't expect to be comfortable all the time. Again, that goes back to what Jesus said. You're going to have some trials. So if your idea of living perfectly as a Christian and, and having a, a great life is just being comfortable and never having to really do anything... You're thinking about it wrong. Right. Amen. I had this come to me whenever I, I was writing that down. Is it, it was growth begins where comfort ends. Mm-hmm. And that's in any area of your life. Right. That if you're, not, if you're not uncomfortable, if you're not hurting in something, you're probably not getting really that much better at it. Right. And, if it and if you have attained a certain level in, you know, in the past and it hasn't hurt in a while... You, you haven't been growing, and you've probably been going backwards. Right. Right. If, any, if anyone doubts that, we'll go out and we can just go out, you know, we can go do it right now. Go out and run a mile right now and see how we feel about it. Because you probably would think, you know, in high school, I ran 20 laps around the basketball court. Yeah, I can do that. It's a mile. You get out there now and tell me, yeah, I'll tell you, it's not the same. <laughs> you haven't been doing it. Amen. But uh, Paul calls us soldiers. And I know my dad can attest to this, but I've not been a soldier. But from what I hear about it and from what I see, the soldier's individual comfort is a very low priority when it comes to carrying out a mission or an operation or whatever. So they just know when we get in there, it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be comfortable. But we just got to do it. We just got to get in there and we got to get it done. Amen. And that should just be our mentality. And there's something, this is the, the good part here, there's something that is to be gained by the trial that you're facing. And so if you're going to face it, you might as well get the goods at the end of it. Right. Amen. Amen. And I will say, just because you get on the other side of a trial doesn't necessarily mean that you got through it as well as you could have or that you got the benefits you could mm-hmm. from that trial. Amen. I like to think of it like going down a hill. Okay, so you have a a large hill that you got to get to the bottom of. You could walk down it. That's one way. You could run down it, get a little exercise. You could even bike or sled down it, get to the bottom of that hill. That'd be way more fun. Or 
you could have someone push you and you roll down the hill <laughs> as, as the final option. They're all getting to the bottom of the hill. You know, it's the same end result, but how you get there and the state, the state of you when you get to the bottom is going to be different. Amen. And I will say this, that just because you're in a trial, just because you come out of it and you feel relief, you feel, oh, finally, that does not necessarily mean that you had a victory, a true victory that you could have had. If you're going through something and all of a sudden, uh, you know, you have a scheduled uh, raise coming and you think, oh, I had this financial difficulty, I'll just use that for it. That's not necessarily, that may not have been how God wanted to handle that. Right. Or if he wanted you to believe for that. Amen. It's like if you had something come up and you were going to work, uh, you know, cut, cut, cut and what you're spending, cut, 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 and work and work and work and work and work and work to try to make that up, which is honorable. And that's, you know, good to be willing to do. But there could have been a higher way Amen. to handle that deficit. To close that gap. Mm -hmm. Amen. So it's just something to think about. Because if you do that, it's good and you get to the end of it. But the testimony is, yeah, I just, I just went after it and I got it done. Amen. And that's just not as impressive as, well, God came through. I obeyed his word. He came through for me and he helped me. Right. Amen. Amen. He got me out of that. He bailed me out. Amen. Either one's bad. It's just what's the level you want to be at. Amen. One thing about a trial that when you get in it is I, I feel like that there's an advantage to be taken when something's coming against you, when something is pressing against you. I mean, it's just like going to the gym. Uh, if you don't have anything pressing against you, you're not going to be getting any stronger. Right. Amen. So you see these guys like farmers and blue-collar workers like bricklayers and stuff, and, and you shake their hand. And when you shake their hand, it's like a gorilla has got a hold of you. And all they do is they pick up pretty heavy, but not what a weightlifter will lift a lot of times, you know, a dedicated weightlifter. But if you get a hold of that grip, a lot, it's stronger than that weightlifter's. That's because he's just doing that same thing every day. And he may have a tough job, but there's a benefit to that tough job that he's strong as an ox. Amen. And we just need to appreciate that, that when a trial comes... That you just take advantage and say, oh man, I got some good motivation. I'm going to get in the Word. Amen. I'm going to confess more than I have, you know, ever even maybe. Or at least more than I have in the past couple months or whatever. You know, get into it. Lean into it and enjoy it. Enjoy that, that fight. And it may not be fun at first. But like I said, once you get in it, once you've got some victories under your belt, that fight starts to become a little more fun. Amen. It's a little more of a challenge uh, rather than some, you know, an obstacle you've got to overcome. But uh, let's see here. So I think of like Peter, whenever he denied Jesus, that was a failing for him, ultimately. That he, in that critical moment, Jesus was there suffering and Peter wouldn't even associate himself with it. And then it said after that that when the rooster crowed three times that he wept bitterly because of that. But he didn't just take that and not use it for something. Later on in the Bible, and I just you know, think within myself, he took that moment and said, I am never going to weep bitterly like that again. I'm never going to want to be, I don't ever want to be in that position again. And you see in Acts, and I mean, he just is a powerful man of God. Amen. Bold. And doesn't mind telling the people that have him in handcuffs, have him imprisoned, that Jesus is the one that he serves, and that he is in fact associated with Jesus. 
Amen. He took that and he didn't give up. He just kept going with it. Amen. Amen. So that's something you should ask yourself. What are your weak spots in your life? What's something that you could work on? What's something that you could develop? Amen. Because it's always better for you to see it before, like I said, before the trial comes. You can at least be getting ready for it whenever it does come. Amen. But the devil, he's going to look. He's going to find any way he can. It's like a little mouse, like these stink bugs you've been seeing. Those little flat bodies, they can get any, anything big enough for their body, they can get in. Amen. So if you feel any air in your life coming in from outside, any draftiness, you just get that, get that patched up. Amen. Amen. But there's just some questions that I, I came up just for myself and that I think would bless you. Uh, just, you know, all uh, rhetorical, you don't have to answer, but how's your devotional life right now? How is your prayer time? How is your fellowship with God? Do you know God? Do you spend time with Him? What are you confessing? What's your faith on? And specifically, not just my family or money. Uh, How much do you think about your faith? How much of the Word do you take in on a regular basis? And is God part of your everyday life? Amen. These are all, if you have any kind of doubt as to where you stand in any of those, that's a potential weak spot for you. Amen. That's something you've got to reinforce. Amen. And a trial will bring that out and will show you where you, where you need to fill that in. Amen. Amen. But uh, I, I say all that to say that, uh, and I'm getting to the end here, but uh, just try to think about it next time. Next time something comes against you, try to look at it from that point of view. When something comes against you that... I have a way out of this. There's a way out. God told me how to get out of this. So I'm going to dig into the Word. I'm going to confess what He told me to confess. I'm going to do what He told me to do. And I'm going to come out on the other end of this more than a conqueror, victorious. And uh, I'm going to have a testimony for it. Amen. Amen. And I'm going to be able to help other people with it. Amen. And ultimately, like Pastor was saying, the secret, it comes down to a relationship. In Psalm 91, it says that uh, he that abides in that secret place, in that relationship, in that fellowship with God, uh, it doesn't say in verse 3 that there's not going to be the fowler that he delivers you from. There's not going to be the pestilence, but you're going to overcome them regardless that they're there and they're going to be there, but you're going to overcome. Amen. 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 Well, in uh, in closing, if you want to go to Romans chapter 5, I just thought this was really good. I'm going to read it out of the Amplified, if that helps you guys up in the booth. Romans chapter 5. Just say amen when you get there. Now, don't y'all go out and start uh, looking for trials now. Now that you're motivated. Got y'all motivated and ready to fight. All right, Romans 5, and verse, uh, starting in verse 1 in the Amplified. It says, Therefore... Since we are justified, acquitted, declared righteous, and given a right standing with God through faith, let us grasp the fact that we have the peace of reconciliation to hold and to enjoy peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Through Him also we have our access, entrance, introduction, by faith into this grace, state of God's favor, in which we firmly and safely stand. Amen. And let us rejoice and exult in our hope, experiencing and enjoying the glory of God. Moreover, let us also be full of joy now. Let us exult and triumph in our troubles and rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that pressure and affliction and hardship 
produce patient and unswerving endurance. And endurance, fortitude, develops maturity of character, approved faith, and tried integrity. And character of this sort produces the habit of joyful and confident hope of eternal salvation. Such hope never disappoints or deludes or shames us, for God's love has poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Amen. Amen. So he's saying right there, when you're in it, just enjoy being in it and come out of it better than you were. Amen. Amen. Every time. Amen. Amen. Well, go ahead and stand on your feet. Appreciate y'all. Love you guys.